Hey guys, welcome back to Cast with Friends. It's me, Jose Alvarado, 23, with my friend Nico Powell. Nico, say your name and age. My name is Nico Powell, and I am 28, the later end of the 20-somethings. Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about some talks about music, I guess, and some other things, maybe some experiences and stories. And yeah, that's about it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Appreciate it. So, Nico, when did you start like learning music? When was when, when did that come about? So, I, I guess my first experience with music was a, a terrible piano teacher, probably when I was about six or seven. Her name was like Zeta or Zeta or something, something with a Z. It was a really unique name, but uh, it wasn't really a vibe that I connected with. And so, I really didn't find my vibe with music until I was in middle school. And it started with singing, actually. And the way that it all started was uh, my middle school had this big, like, internal school fair. And all of the different classrooms were converted into different themes. And one of the rooms was converted into a karaoke room. And I have a distinct memory of being dragged down the hallway by these by these three teenage girls and being taken into the karaoke room where uh, I fell in love with some classic songs like uh, Under the Boardwalk and Rockin' Robin. And that kind of started this interest in singing for me. But it wasn't until high school when I was in choir around junior year that I started to understand music differently and wanting to play piano. And piano was sort of the gateway for me to a lot of different understandings of music. That's really awesome. That's really cool to hear the journey. Honestly, for me, it was really different because growing up, I I had some cultural divide in the types of music I listened to, right? Because I grew up with my parents being both Mexican, so I they listened to a lot of their music, which was Spanish music and um, a, a cultural music. And then w- once I got onto that bus to school, it was an entire different music. I would listen to American radio and that that was such a difference for me because at home it would be a different set of sound than when I would outside of my house. So when I, when I would grow up, uh, I, I used to not like my parents' music because it, it wasn't the same music that what I, I would hear out, outside of that house. It was such a uh, weird kind of upbringing because I didn't know what to like. Because at some point I had to realize that like I had to like my own type of music, and that was just it was, it was a we- it was a weird growing up. But like, how, what at one point did you decide like you just dis- you liked your own music and you didn't like what was brought onto you? Like when your parents like brought you into their car and you were driving down the road and they turned on their radio station and you didn't what was the point where you were like you know what i don't like this i'm gonna listen to my own music what was that for you well okay so my my taste in music growing up was probably pretty terrible but uh the one thing i will say is that growing up i Mm. absolutely hated prince wow and so prince being somebody that generally like is perceived as one of the greatest musicians alive because he plays so many different instruments and he 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 really found his sound and managed to create a persona around his sound. 
And that's something I recognize as an adult, but growing up, it was just the, the music that my mom was constantly playing. And so for me, Prince was always something that I felt like I could never relate to. Um, strangely enough, the Beatles is also something that I never felt like I could relate to. But I, I would say that growing up, like a lot of the music that drew me in was honestly like the Pokemon soundtrack and the Digimon soundtrack were heavily listened to, but that was like, what, first or second grade for me. Um, but at the same time, a lot of the music that I enjoyed, uh, I was exposed to from both my dad and my mom, like the Beastie Boys and Africa Bambata and a lot of this like old school, more like techno 80s disco, uh, like dancing queen, um, it's raining men like this this just like different vibe of music compared to what we have nowadays in music that's really interesting it, you know i always find it fas fascinating how much music has changed within the last maybe 30 years i mean it's 2020 now but like uh, 1990 they didn't have a laptop and all these types of different synths. Like the process was completely different, right? They would get on a piano, figure out um, a melody, the chords, and the, and the progression. But now, I, I mean, like you could have a 16-year-old kid with a laptop going on Fruity Loops and just creating an entire beat. And the next thing you know, uh, you can be Take Heath picked up by Drake and you're you're 19 in your college dorm room and now you have a a deal with the next big best thing you know what i mean it's i think it's such a crazy progression what do you think has has been the biggest component of of that progression like how what has been the been the biggest reason of like this musical jump in terms of access and availability and just you know the yeah what do you think so so that's a really complicated question to answer but i think the best way to look at it would simply be put in technology right and so i think one of the biggest things that helped music propagate itself would be the advent of smartphones as we know it which really was just a pretty recent development as of like 2010-ish, I want to say, was when the first iPhone started coming into more prominence. And so it's really only been the last 10 years that we've seen music as a, like, asset be propagated in the way that it was before. Like, no longer are musicians actually reaching platinum record sales because they're not selling albums the same way that they used to in times past. And what changed for a lot of people in that way was the music technology that made creating music possible, at least like a lot of the sophisticated things that we see nowadays is a lot more accessible, but still it's expensive. But like comparing the cost of say like Omnisphere 2 at $750 versus like some of Moog's top of the end line synthesizers at like three to four grand. And you can get multiple of these different virtual software instruments that allow you to do close to the same thing as these hardware, analog, sometimes digital instruments would have let you do at the same in the times past. And it's just become a cheaper level of entry, but still it's really complicated. It's really expensive. Yeah, I think it's absolutely insane how technology has allowed 
honestly anyone with a rhythm to be able to create music and it's so accessible and i think that's beautiful honestly because for a while there was such a separation you know i think there was such a stigma like if you were a band geek if you were a a band kid if you were a, a you know what i mean like there was such a stigma on these people who were who were very involved in music and now that like it's accessible to everyone every i think it's a, there's been a change in shift in culture that has shifted towards the musician and the actor and the artist basically and i think that's really cool but how how has your mid 20s affected your music like how has your music changed throughout your life like i know you didn't listen i know you don't listen to the same music you did when you were 10 or 15 years old so how would your shift in music be described so for me i think uh, i think the most relevant age to talk about would be starting around like the high school age because that's when i feel like most people start to have more cognizance and decision-making in terms of the music that they listen to or just the decisions they make in general. But um, I would say that initially I was a lot more um, open-minded about what the future had in store. And so I found myself listening to a lot of this like uplifting pop type music that was on the radio. And so again, this was like 2005 to 2010 so we're listening to like usher and chris brown and kesha and katy perry um but i think what really changed is as i've gotten older i started to recognize a lot of the significance of hip-hop and a lot of the ways that they tell their stories and a lot of the aspects of uh, lyricism involved in hip hop, or at least old school hip hop, that's very different than, say, rap is now today. That's really cool. I think so. Personally, for me, I like my music preferences have changed so much over the years because I grew up with Latin parents who liked Spanish music and. I, I used to not like music because of that fact. Because all I would listen to is their music. But as I grew up, as I became older, I would go on the school buses. I would listen to radio music. And then once I hit the age of about 14, I I got some more autonomy about the music I liked. I, I met friends who liked different types of music who they introduced me to. And I used to, I would branch out. So I, that's like around the age, around my freshman year of high school, my, my eighth grade is when I like, I would get into Tyler, the creator or, or like those different type of outlanders things. And that's kind of where I grew up my uh, music taste outside of what I had as my base, because up until that point, it was really just, radio hits and the Spanish music because that's all I knew. But uh, once I got that taste for music, like American music, and once I got acclimated to all those types of rhythms, rhythms, I really started to enjoy it. And I really, I just got swept up into it. And really, it was for me personally, it was like R&B and rap. Like Kanye was a really a big factor for me where like, 
when I was in that school bus and I would listen, it was like 2007 and I, and, and I was riding to school. That's what I would hear in the school. But, and that was a really big impact on me growing up. And it kind of led to me falling into like other types of raps like Mad Lib and MF Doom. But it was, it was a, it was a big rabbit hole for me, but how how did you have any types of rabbit holes you fell into like did you have any genres or types of artists that you kind of fell in love with and that was your thing for you and and you had this phase or any types i know a lot of people have like an emo phase or a a rock phase well did you have a phase what was that for you well i think uh i think everybody at least you know back at that point in time had a kanye phase yeah a lot of people had a kanye phase so for me my kanye phase was uh what was it? It was Monster and oh God, some other song uh, that I used to throw on when I was throwing shit in the freezer. Sorry, pardon my language. Uh, throwing stuff in the freezer at a Safeway at five in the morning, stalking the dairy department. And I would uh, have my headphones in, listen to some Kanye to keep me awake. But I think, I think the more interesting thing, uh, and I'd like to actually turn this into a question for you, Jose, is you know, having somebody like Kanye as an influence and then seeing the progression of somebody like Kanye as an artist over time, like say 2007 to now, his like, what are your opinions of Kanye as an artist? Like he has a new song out. I haven't heard it yet, but. Um, yeah, it's you, called Na Na Na. Yeah, Na Na Na. Yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> okay. just reading about that today. Okay, so um, there's a really big thing about uh, how people don't change past the age of nine or ten years old. Once, which once, I think is stupid. Uh, I mean, it, to an extent, you know, it's like most psychologists say that after the age of about twelve, your personality is about set for the rest of your life. Well, and if anyone has any more information on that, please correct us. I I'm really might just be spitting stuff out of my behind i i really don't know i'd also like to point but, out jose psychology is one of those degrees that is questionable whoa, at best. whoa no no no, no. Whoa. don't get me wrong i'm not saying that they don't work and that they don't study but i'm just saying that as a degree it is a uh, pretty incomplete at understanding the human experience i don't know man but <laughs> i'm not gonna throw out my opinions about the psychology <laughs> and what man you might have just trashed our 15 minutes of work but either way either way i'm just gonna say that what were we you totally we're talking about kanye kanye right so okay as a kanye fan long time kanye fan i mean college dropout was my favorite album for the longest time i mean i had all the bonus tracks and whatnot i think after i i do believe that after a certain age, we do hold a personality for about the rest of our lives, to be honest. Like, we, I, I've seen them so many times, I can't not believe it to be true. But there are tweaks that can be made through our lifetimes. Like, of course, we are not the same person at the age of 15 that we are of 20, that we are of 35, that we are of 65. Of course not, right? We learn and we live and we continue to accumulate that knowledge throughout our lifetime of course but the point is that actually i don't know what the point is what were we talking about kanye 
Kanye, right. So I, I at a certain point, I believe that Kanye changed as a person. And those tweaks led me off of him, right? So I do believe that money amplifies your personality. So if you were an evil person in the beginning and then you got money, you're even a bigger evil person after. But does that mean that you think that Kanye was an evil person to begin with? No, I mean, I'm not calling Kanye an evil person at all. I'm just saying it amplifies your personality. Now, if Kanye was had an ego problem beforehand, money increased his ego problem after the, after the fact, right? But, but I don't know Kanye personally, so I'm not going to talk on his name. I'm just saying his, his, his arc of his career and the music that he has put out has shifted towards a different focus. And I do not personally know him, and I cannot speak on his mental or his family or whatever his situation might be. But I do believe in story arcs. I do believe in character development. I do believe in progress, and I do believe in you know learning most of all. So. Okay. That's that's what I think about that. But for you, Nico, I have a question for you. When was the moment where you kind of learned that independence? When you kind of realized you had a moment of self awareness? When you were like, you could you could make your own decisions and you could live your life. What well, what was that for you? Gosh, uh, it feels like never. Um, oh. Being alive in twenty twenty is kind of a different experience because it feels like a lot of stuff is outside of your control. Um, but I feel like in terms of, uh, music, music has always just sort of been an escape. So it allows me to create the soundtrack for my life. And so there are so many different artists who have expressed themselves in so many immaculate ways that you can oftentimes find somebody who's going through an experience that you can relate to. And, it's the music that sort of helps guide you and keep you on track through the difficult or the trying or whatever it is kind of times. And that's the, that's the thing that I think makes music so wonderful is because it allows you to express the, the human essence through sound and in a way that gets other people to relate to it and create this sort of community through your words and rhythm. I love that. I love how passionate you are about music. It's actually really inspiring. I, you know, when I was young, I I thought I was passionate. I mean, I downloaded Fruit Loops on my laptop when I was 16 and I got into beats and I thought I loved music and I bought I bought a, you know, a Williams keyboard and then I bought, uh, I saved up for a beat pad. And it's the machine. Dude. I, you got I, the machine. The 64. Yeah, yeah, I did. But, I mean, it was a commitment. And I still love it. I do, I do. But, I mean, I have so many different types of loves. That I, I, it's hard to focus on one unless I have a motivation to. And my biggest motivation for most things is, like, friends. So, like, I love that. I mean, I've always had David to, like, make music with and i used to have sean but now i have you nico sean yeah it's it's a weird yeah but either way anyways uh this has been episode 
whatever it has been. Four or five. Either way, thank you guys for coming back to Cast with Friends. This is me, Jose Alvarado. I am age 23. I'm age 28. My name is Nico Powell. And I am super glad you guys are back for another episode. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Thanks.